Welcome to this week's Saturday morning podcast here at CycloneFanatic.com, the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. The Saturday morning podcast is we are recording at the Carl Chevrolet Studios, and we are presented by our good friends at Iowa Pork and the Iowa Pork Producers. Are you going to be grilling out? Are you smoking meat today? What are you doing after you cut the grass? Maybe a Menards run, something like that. Swing on by the supermarket and pick up some Iowa pork, fresh cut Iowa pork. Uh, it's versatile meat. You can get the kids some, maybe get the kids some hot dogs and get a pork loin for you and the wife. You can find some nice marinade. Oh yeah. Slow cook that bad boy to 145 degrees. I like to cook it to 140 degrees and then I pull it out and I let it sit in foil to slow cook that final five degrees. That's what the pork producers I've worked in the, with in the past have taught me, and I have astutely listened to them. Go pick up some Iowa pork today for your weekend barbecues. I'm Chris Williams, joined here in the Carl Chevrolet studio today by Jared Stansbury and intern Brandon. Gentlemen? You putting on your glasses in the middle of an ad read might be the most old man thing you've ever done since I've been around you. I am getting old. And you notice today, compared to the last um, Saturday morning podcast us three did together, I'm drinking LaCroix water and not Celsius. Yeah, the Celsius has came back to bite you in the ass, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly confident that the Celsius was contributing to a, a massive like 10-day spree of migraines <laughs> that I've been having. I've vomited like... I've vomited most days in the last 10 days because of migraines. I can't 100% attribute it to the Celsius, but I think the Celsius has something to do with it. Have the migraines to some level subsided since you stopped drinking Celsius? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I think then I think you can... There's a direct correlation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to just pin it on the Celsius because there's been a lot going on, but I don't find that the Celsius helps. No. The migraines... <laughs> I had the craziest experience earlier this week because I wrote these migraines have been like a real deal. Like I, it's been a real pain in the ass. And I went to a chiropractor, a really good guy here in town. And it was amazing. Like he, he put his thumbs on like one part of the back of my head and like it, the like pain shot down like my back and into my legs. It was incredible. Incredible in a bad way? No, it just incredible in the fact that like this guy can touch one part of your body and it impacts. That sounds really bad, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm following along. When I go to my chiropractor, he'll like grab the back of my neck and like you know in like action movies when they snap people's necks like super yeah. aggressively. Yeah. He does that same motion, so there's a small part of me that's like I'm gonna die, but then you won't it, die, intern Brandon. I hope not, <laughs> unless I start <laughs> drinking Celsius. That then. guy, the chiro- he could kill you though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He yeah, one they could absolutely judgment. kill you. Mm-hmm. But I felt better. Welcome to the Saturday morning podcast. Now, this one was um, this one was a the brainchild of one Jared Stansberry. Well, I should remind you all that in two weeks uh, from yesterday is the start of the Guthrie River ruckus over in Guthrie Center. I personally, now the final concert in the illustrious Chris Cagle's career on the 27th is something I'm looking forward to greatly. I am massively looking forward to the Diamond Rio show on the 26th, one of my all-time favorite country acts that I've never seen at the ripe age of 35 years old. Still never seen Diamond Rio. Not only am I going to get to check them out on the 26th, but it's going to be in a beautiful rural Iowa setting in Guthrie Center. I look forward to that. This will be, I went back and added it up with the wife. This will be my fifth Chris Cagle show coming up on the 27th. I Of that list of people too, I, I think the one that I'd be most excited for would be Mitchell Tenpenny. See, I don't, I'm not much. I think he's, he's a little newer. Okay. Yeah. I don't, he's, is he douche country? No, he's not douche country. <laughs> okay. Have you, you haven't uh, listened to the podcast i sent you have you no i have not yet oh, okay no. well i wanted to wait until it was done there's an uh there's an ad read in there that i'm sure you'll 
find interesting. I can't wait. What is douche country? Like, define who that is. Rascal Flats. Florida Georgia Line. Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan's more bro country. Um, Thomas Rhett is douche country. You know why Thomas Rhett? He's douche country. Mm. It's, like, kind of, it's kind of funny because I think Florida Georgia Line is like trying to... They're like trying to rebel against the douche country claim. Yeah. The, their last album... I've heard some of the songs on their last album and they've almost gone completely against all country norms. It's like they sing about smoking weed and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Smoking weed and drinking whiskey. They are such douchebags. <laughs> um, so Stansberry, if we can get your mic working correctly. Yeah, that'd be nice. We got problems here with the Jared Stansberry microphone in the Carl Chevrolet studio. You, this this Saturday morning podcast is your brainchild. It is. Jared, talk right. I'm, I'm trying to. Talk. Make your, make your board work. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to just, you're going to switch over to mic number one as we make some adjustments on the fly here on the Saturday morning podcast that's presented by Iowa Pork. How do I sound now? Up. Keep talking. Am I good? Test, test, I'm here. Up. Sometimes I'm here, sometimes I'm not. <sighs> I think I'm here. Oh, never mind. I think it's your headset. Do you? Time out. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Got that figured out. We think. Yep, we did. The uh, Saturday morning podcast, uh, again, was the brainchild of Jared Stansbury. What are we doing today, Jared? So, you are, you've become well-known for, well, okay, maybe well-known is not the best way to put it. <laughs> you like to do power rankings. I love power rankings. Uh, I like, I'll power rank anything. It, it doesn't matter what it is. So, I gave you some things to power rank. Uh, how many of them did you end up, did you end up power ranking all of them? Uh, I've got five top five lists here. Okay, there we go. Yeah, that's what uh, I think I gave you eight different ones. Yeah, I picked five. Okay. I didn't know how crazy to get with it. And you're actually somewhat difficult to think of topics to power rank. Why is that? Well, I can't ask you to power rank movies. Uh, because, I could do for top five movies. Well, yeah, top I, yeah top five movies. But we've heard what movies you like. So it's like, you you know. Yeah, we'd end up talking about the same movies we always talk about. Okay, uh, I wouldn't want to want you to do. I got actors like I don't know if you picked that one, but I, I know that I didn't do actors because it's basically Tom Cruise and Kevin Costner. Okay, <laughs> if Fair. if Tom Cruise and Kevin Costner aren't in it, then I'm generally not that interested. And then the Colin Farrell was really good back in the day. And then the three main characters in Old School. Yeah. Oh yeah, Will Ferrell. Vince Vaughn and then Tom Green. The old Tom Green movies are great. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Road Trip. Remember that one? No. Uh, and then there was Euro Trip. Yeah, I've seen parts of Euro Trip. Freddy got fingered. The one when he fights the robot. Yeah. The, or not fights him. But Road like, Trip's the one where um, he, Tom Green is like the guy who gets left behind while the guys are going on the road trip. And Tom Green has a pet snake, and he basically is, like, feeding all of their pets to this pet snake the whole time. It's fantastic. I feel like Florida Georgia Line wishes they could be the stoners that Tom Green is. Dude, I'd, I would give anything to see Tom Green do stand-up comedy. He's still touring. Is he? Yeah. Okay, let's, what, which one do you want to do first, then? <sighs> okay, here's your categories, and we'll let intern Brandon pick. Okay. So, Jared gave me the following categories, and I've power-ranked all of them. Okay. Sports journalists, Heisman Trophy winners of my lifetime, Iowa State games I've covered, fast food, restaurants, and Ames bars. Do the Iowa State games you've covered. Okay. You want to start there? You're starting with the big dog. Mm -hmm. This was really tough. Yeah. As you know that I've, I've covered a lot of these things. So, like... This would be tough even for me. Yeah. This goes back to about 2003, so... That's a lot of that's a lot of games, obviously. Um, I kind of um, for number five, I lumped in three games. It's the first Big Twelve tournament run, okay, that I covered for. I I, th I thought that would be fair. Two thousand fourteen. Yeah, because you can't really just say when they beat Baylor for the championship because beating Kansas in the semis was. Did they beat Kansas in the semis that year? Yeah, they beat yeah. Wiggins and yeah, well, like, Embiid wasn't playing, but they yeah, beat Wiggins. The whole thing was just 
magical. Monte's yeah. shot. You know what I mean? Well, like, that was the second year. That was the second year. Okay. Yeah. But just the first time, I remember walking out of Sprint Center into the power line. I'll never forget it was an 8 o'clock tip that game was. So you can imagine the shape 20,000 Iowa State fans were in. That Baylor game was? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. And they were down early. Had to they come were. back. That was kind of that team's theme yeah. at the end of that year. But just that whole deal, like it was a – it was really um, – since I had covered Iowa State, the first like real success you felt. Like they'd done good things. There had been wins. Um, but that was the first time you're like, okay, this is like – this is like another level. This is like you get a banner. This is a championship. I remember we were on spring break for that game, and we listened to it. We were at, me and my old freshman roommate from Simpson. We were in Hutchinson, Kansas, at the oh god NJCA uh, <laughs> nice. junior college tournament. We listened to it on the radio because we couldn't find a bar that would put it on the TV. Wow, really? Yeah. Nobody in, wanted in, to watch Iowa State. In Kansas, you couldn't watch the Big Twelve. Title. Yeah, nobody wanted to watch Iowa State. Crazy. So that that was number five. And number four, I'm digging way back to 2006, November of 2006, um, when football beat Missouri. It was Dan McCarney's last game. And that was an upset. Missouri was pretty good that year. Gary Pinkle had gotten things rolled around. It was a super controversial call at the end of that game. Missouri fans still claim that they shouldn't have won, and, and I'm not so sure it wasn't a terrible call. But that was a tumultuous season. Uh, Mac, quote-unquote, resigned. We all know that he was shown the door. Um, it wasn't that great of a crowd, probably yeah. 35,000 people in Jack Trey Stadium. Um, but I remember Ryan Cook, the big fullback, had a huge game in that one. It was cold. And it was just a highly emotional deal covering Dan McCartney's final game. Did he won? Would, would that have been Brad Smith at quarterback, or was Chase Daniel um, taken over at that point? 07 would have been the year when – was it 07 or 08 when they were going back it, and forth? It would, have been, it would have been Chase Daniel. Because Brad Smith, um, let's go back to 2004, the final game of the season in Jack Trice Stadium. It was over Thanksgiving break, so students weren't in session. It was a game being played for the Big 12 North Championship. Brad Smith was knocked out of that game, and a young man named Chase Daniel entered it. Okay. So, yeah, that would have been Chase Daniel. Yeah, okay, so then 06 would have been they were pretty good, and then – 2007 was when them in Kansas were number one and number two in the country playing in, yeah. in Arrowhead. That'd be correct. Chase Daniel was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Boy, that's a long time ago. When they went to when they came to Nebraska that year, I, I'll never forget. Uh, a drunk college student ran up to me and and I mean I was like in seventh grade <laughs> and was he was running up and down in the a, bottoms. A, a in Missouri Lincoln. fan? No, a Nebraska fan oh, okay. running up and down in the in the bottoms in Lincoln, screaming Chase Daniel. Uh, picks his boogers and eats them. And he was just running up and down the streets screaming this. My God. It's debauchery in the streets of Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. Those are some rough days. The 2011 Cyhawk football game. I think it's the best Cyhawk football game I've ever seen. 44-41 Iowa State wins. That was the Steel Jance game. Steel Jance's coming out party. And then he never really returned. And this, he basically <laughs> went into the has has gone into the shadows never to be seen again. I just think that the the Cyhawk football game is like the mecca of what we do. Yeah. Like it's it's the Super Bowl in the state of Iowa. It's there's not another game where you know we all get in RVs and travel around the state for a week. Like it's the it's the deal. And that was the best one I've ever seen. I think that's the be, might be the best one in history maybe going back to 2002. I didn't get to cover that game. It wasn't that meaningful of a game. But I specifically remember sitting in the press box. I specifically remember the conversations that were had. I think that's the best Cyhawk game I've ever seen. And it and two, that's the only sporting event in our state that can you can have steel F and Jance or steel F and Jance. Yeah. And or even like uh with Shaggy when he made all yeah. the kicks the one year. Uh I mean there's there's so many other guys that you can point out that Probably wouldn't be legends in the same way if it wasn't for that one game. Iowa probably has some as, as well. On I'll the never side. forget getting a text from John Miller, my Hawkeye counterpart at that time. And he was like, oh, <laughs> he's like, oh, man, we're screwed talking about Iowa because of this Jance guy for the next few years. 
We all thought that. Yeah. Didn't turn out to be. Number two um, was November 17th, 2013, basketball versus Michigan. That was the Johnny Orr um, return to Hilton Coliseum where him and Fred walked out together. Goosebumps, man. Total like eggplant moment. I had to miss that game because I had an upper respiratory infection. That sucks. It was like the third game that I would have covered it at Hilton. That was a so that another notable part of that one was Melvin Edgem's return. Yeah, he had he gotten I think he he had torn something in the summer. I'm not sure exactly what it was. Came off the bench. Yeah, uh, but that that was I just remember being courtside and seeing just by the tunnel Fred and Johnny two icons. Walking out together to the Tonight Show theme song. Iowa State played awesome. seven players in that game. Did you remember that? No, I didn't. I don't remember much about the actual game other than Edgem's return. I did, the game was like a counter point to me. Like it was everything around the game. Yeah, I just remember uh, when I was looking this up. Obviously, Iowa State will play Michigan this winter for the first time since that game. Yeah, down in the battle for Atlantis, and I was looking it up and. I didn't even remember that Melvin, that Melvin had come off the bench. I completely forgot that. And then, yeah, they only played – I think they brought Monte. No, Monte started the game, which was weird. And then they brought maybe Daniel Dozy off the bench or Monte, something like that. And then um, the other kid from Flint, Walton. Was it? Yeah, well, yeah. Where uh, Michigan had had to pick between yeah, the two of them. That they was took like Derek a, Walton Jr. Yeah. That was a side storyline. Yeah, they're both true freshmen. Uh, Michigan obviously coming off playing in the national championship game with uh, Nick Stauskas had a ridiculous dunk. Oh yeah. Uh, Mitch McGarry was a couple months away God from getting Mitch McGarry from. I mean, was in and out of the entire season with just back injuries and basically has never been heard from again after he got suspended for. Stupid stuff, but what a day! Number one, uh, it's not much of a surprise. 2011 football over Oklahoma State, like 28 point underdogs, completely ruined the BCS as we know it. I mean, you can credit Iowa State to blowing up the BCS because it got those two SEC teams in the championship game, pissed everybody off. That was such a emotion packed day, though. It's that that's so weird like how you could that was almost I mean that was 8 9 years ago. Uh-huh. I remember that whole day. I remember what I ate for breakfast that morning. I remember doing pregame. Um I remember um at the I I remember like when Iowa State got down 17. I remember every moment of that. I the biggest recollection I have is I got like all my so this is back when I don't. Even, Rob wasn't even working for us. I was still doing like a hundred percent solo everything. It's like one fanatic at that point. And I had gotten some stuff up on the site, but I remember coming home and watching the replay while I was trying to write a column. And that was the one point that I can specifically remember in my career where I didn't know what to write. Like I, I just felt like the moment was bigger than anything I could put on paper which shows you how wet between the ears I was back then because, I mean, that's your job is to mm-hmm. to collect the moment for people. I couldn't, though. It was crazy. I stayed up until like 5, 6 in the morning writing that column, and I still thought it sucked. Um, but then Paul Rhodes let off college game day the next day because, remember, it was a Friday night. Um, but then you had the plane crash with Oklahoma State that the day before um, – it was just so much that went into that moment. It was so unexpected. Woody's touchdown is iconic. It'll be an iconic moment forever. See, that, I mean, just a totally surreal moment. And what's kind of crazy about it, too, is that not that it's almost lost in history to an extent, but kind of is. Yeah, because of the way that they never really capitalized on it in any way. You know, totally agree. That happens, and then it takes essentially six years before another moment like that. Well, I have like when a they bunch go of to Norman, and you know, in my man cave here, I have a bunch of like just different cyclone memorabilia, and I, I have like three things from that game, like a towel my wife framed. Um, there's like a 
photo of like the band on the field. It, that's a pretty iconic photo. Most fans know what I'm talking about, I think. But you kind of look at it now and you're like, well, what was the big deal? Right. It it was a big deal, and I'm not yeah. taken away from them. But it seems so small now compared based off of what they've been able to do recently. Well, yeah, because now you look at what some of the games that they've won in Jack Trice. You think about the TCU game. Oklahoma. Well, at Oklahoma. Well, at yeah. Oklahoma yeah. 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 yeah, I know what you mean. But even the field rush against TCU where, I mean, that game really meant something. Like mm-hmm. that that game, yeah, you get bowl eligible and everything. But it, what did it really mean like for that season? You know, at that time with Iowa State where that they go and beat have TCU come in and beat them and you've beat two top five teams in the month of October, it was like their official arrival moment, not just like a blip on the radar type thing. And then you think about the West Virginia game where you just kick the crap out of West Virginia yeah. and you rush the field again. And those ones almost feel more significant to me, even though that one was really, I mean, you could argue as one of the most significant upsets in the history of college football. It's like those ones that's significant in the history of college football more, but those other games are the ones that are more significant, really, in the history of Iowa State football. I, I would agree with all that. Totally. I will say, though, that um, I've never been more, other than the Oklahoma game with, with um, Camp as a starter, the Oklahoma State game was the most surprised I've ever been. I just, that Oklahoma State team was loaded. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Is that was like one of my first, how long ago was that? What year was that? It was that? 2011. It was Justin Blackman. They Justin had that Brandon Whedon, who Brandon was like Whedon. 36 or 40 by yeah. then. He was super old. <laughs> but I just that was like one of the first Iowa State games that I actually went to and watched. Oh, you know, okay. I'd go for the hillside as like a kid, and I don't know what's going on. But like yeah. that was the first game I in-depthly like followed it. And I just remember like rushing the field, high-fiving, hugging complete strangers. Yeah. It was that, – that's iconic to me is that whole thing. Yeah. That was, that was a good night. I, last thing I remembered from it was the – Cyclone Radio Network booth. We were all like acting like children when when Walters went to break. That was fun. All right, um, power rankings. So we continue on the Saturday morning podcast presented by Iowa Pork here in the Carl Chevrolet Studios. All right, intern Brandon, what do you want? Sports journalists, Heisman winners, fast food restaurants, or Ames bars? Let's go Ames bars. Number five is Welch Avenue Station. Fair. Can never turn down a good uh, minnow farmer. Kind of the old man bar. Yeah. Up there, but uh, it's kind of an oldie but a goodie, you know? Like, it hasn't changed over the years. I think they have the best tap beer that I've ever had, and I don't know how or why. Mm -hmm. It's perfect, though. Even Miller Lite tastes not terrible. Yeah. I, I just love Welch. And now, now that they, now that you can't smoke, so back when I was in college, you could smoke and it was horrible because you're in that basement and the smoke didn't have anywhere to go. About like when you guys ran out of all the Oklahomans out of that hole in the wall that we were in in Tulsa, where you guys, everybody was complaining so much about the oh smoke that finally they opened the door and everybody left. Horrible. We were the only ones in there. Well, it was that and you playing so much Mariah Carey that everybody was just done. It's my calling card. Uh, the thing with Welch Ave is it's like in college, most kids, they're like, that place is weird. I don't want to go it's there. It's because all the weird old guys. Yeah. But then the first time you go, you're like, this place is awesome. Yeah. I'm going to come here all the time. I love Welch Ave yeah. Station. Now, if you're, going, if you're in college and you're going to pick up chicks, don't go there. Oh, yeah. No, not the move. That's a bad move. No, not the move. But if you just want to like... So, th- like, our podcast audience will appreciate this, as will you guys. Like, that's where Bloom and I went on, like, Thursday nights. We just sit there and watch, like, an NBA game, and we bet against each other. That's where I would go. That's where I was for the Iowa-Wisconsin game last year. After I'd, I think I went, I was, like, 0-6 the entire day. And I was, like, I, got, I feel like I got a good read on this Iowa-Wisconsin game. I'm 100% confident in it. So, I... Try to get all of it back on the uh, one game. It's always a bad move. Dude, I had the right read, though, yeah, because I bet on Iowa, and then Wisconsin had the, the fullback trap play that they scored a touchdown right at the very end, and I I I was acting like a child in the middle of Welch Ave Station. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Thursday nights, Bloom and I in college, we would start the night at size, 
and like the very back, like there's like a TV in the back and it was usually pretty quiet back there. And we'd watch like the Thursday night game and we'd bet on it. And then we would mosey on over to Welch Ave and watch an NBA game. Bloom and I were really getting the women. <laughs> uh, number four is Outlaws. Okay. It's the only place where you can go and get country music. So it deserves a spot on the top five. Yeah. You're right. I've had some good times at Outlaws. They got uh, Bush Light on tap. I don't think I can ever name a time that was ever like that memorable in Outlaws. The only time right. ever was that one time someone left and they had a full pitcher of Bush Light and they handed it to me and they were leaving and they're like, hey, do you want this? Well, I mean, if that's not top five worthy. <laughs> I said, absolutely, I do. Uh, number three will um, is before your time. Uh, have you ever heard of Lumpies? I've heard of it. You've talked about it before. Oh, man. God bless Lumpies. Lumpies was below People's, which that bar doesn't even exist now. So it's below like the CVS Pharmacy or whatever's there. So that's like where Charlie Yokes was. That's what that's what was there when yeah. I first went to school. So yeah, would have Charlie Yokes was People's when I was there. Okay, and there was a bar underneath it called Lumpies, where you could get quarter draws on Thursday nights, and it was sounds epic. dangerous. It sounds super dangerous. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> A lot like thumbs, really type of okay. thumbs type of feel, except not the old men. Yeah, I like thumbs a lot. By the way, this did it didn't make my top five, but I like thumbs. Thumbs is a little more out of the way. So. Lumpy's was great because it was such a hidden gem. Like it's it was, right there on Lincoln Way. How's it hidden? Because well, I mean, it's it was underground. Underground, but, like yeah. the same people who own People's owned Lumpy's, but they like it wasn't like promoted or anything like that. Like a lot of people, I bet went to college and didn't even know it was there. Huh. It was fantastic. Okay. And you know I don't like people. So That's true. So, quieter the bar, the better. Uh, number two is an oldie but a goodie, Estas. Like the the original one? Well, I just like, um, just in general, like, yeah, I think the original one's the best. But, you know, I'm not going to be the guy who... I'm not going to be the guy who like obsesses over that. Like, Where was the original one? The original one would be, man, it's that's all changed so much. But do you know where like, um, were you ever around when Fuel was there? Fuel? Yeah, there was a bar called Fuel. No. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a place. There's I would a Chinese not have restaurant. To well, okay, so like, if you're at Subway and you're looking across and and you see like patties and sips yeah so yeah. it would have been like two or three buildings to the left that's from subway so like yeah. where arcadia coffee is now yeah i, I have it's been a while since i've yeah. been well, in they've that like area. redone so much yeah it was like area. where like pita pit used to be okay like yeah. that area yeah okay it was this teeny tiny little building yeah see but, it would have, that's why that night the other night when you tweeted about having an estos mug that's mm-hmm. why i said people went to go to estos for mug night Oh, yeah. But we, to, because it's just, Estos is more out of the way now. It's over. It's off the beaten path. Yeah, it's a little further off of. Uh, it's much better now. Like, the, the facility's much better, but the old school one was awesome. Yeah. Estos used to be a great place to, like, stop and get a beer on your way home from class. It still is. That's, where, that's Taco Tuesday. LeBron James would love Estos. And then um, number one is one that's not there anymore either but chasers it is um were you ever there when club element was there no god where where was that at club element would have been it's like kitty corner from estas now okay so that's that's aj's then yeah yeah yeah. so the um chasers was below club element okay club element was a total douchebag bar okay like frat city like it was it was a bad spot like Techno music, horrible place. AJ's is like that whole bar is one. That whole building is the one bar. They've got a big patio. That's like the spot now. Really? Yeah, that whole building is kind of the place. Good to go for them, from from what I understand. But Chasers was underneath it, and that was just kind of the spot where me and my boys like to go. Again, quarter draws on Fridays. Um, we played beer pong there. I I still I believe Chasers was shut down. With my beer pong championship, me and the Rocket Man Jason Clemen, um, his him and his wife, or they probably listen the the Clemens. They probably listen to the podcast. The Rocket Man and I have won 
something like 20 straight beer pong games in a row one night. It was legendary. We were never beaten, and we left that night. Nobody, we couldn't, nobody could beat us that night. We just left. And you guys just let it go? We're the all-time beer pong champions at Chasers. They should have put up some sort of monument inside AJ's in your guys' name. I agree. Let me so ta- any- I'll talk to my guy Ben next time I see him. Yeah, see what we can do about that. Yeah. We'll yeah. do like a Cyclone Fanatic meet and greet there. I'll sign autographs. Oh, he's got the, a he's got a new bar in in Welch that he that they like just completely opened. So oh, let's go. Yeah, let's do a, something. That actually would be a good spot for us to try yeah. and work something out. We should do like a game watch there. He has a yeah. I, I we definitely could make that happen. I think. All right, um, intern Brandon. We have sports journalists, Heisman winners, fast food restaurants. To your fast food restaurants, I'm super curious to see where this goes. Uh, number five is Culver's. First of all, Brandon, when's the last time you ever ate it's, fast food? It's I, I don't intern you Brandon. Do. Intern Brandon, sorry. I know you're running like 50 miles a week or 500 miles a week or whatever it is that you were telling me one day. Attempting to run 50 miles a week. Um, I would honestly argue his fifth one. I eat fast food more than you think. Like, last time I ate Culver's was on vacation. So Every time I come in the office, Brandon's eating like a – peanut butter sandwich and having some grapes or something like that for lunch it's like it's like man you just look like a guy who's a runner last night i got raising canes oh yeah over in altoona yeah it was okay they have an altoona now yeah oh right over by the casino (sighs) that's a game changer it's okay but for seven bucks it was pretty good man they only had it west of moines last i knew that's a game changer yeah it's in altoona it's right over by the casino i might have to go there tonight It's right by claxons yeah yeah that's big time um, but I, I, I put Culver's at number five. Okay. That's loose on the fast food deal, but we go there a lot because of my daughter, um, because she is a kid that likes that type of stuff, and that's a hell of a lot better than going to McDonald's. So I put Culver's at number five. It's versatile. Uh, Arby's at number four. Who's a man that doesn't like some roast beef and cheddar? Fair point. Their curly fries are also the best. Yeah, the curls. Got to yeah. love that. Mott Sticks. Uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken at number three. Okay. Have you ever been to the Ames Kentucky Fried Chicken? Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's so good. That's a place. <laughs> that's a place awesome. to go. <laughs> if, you want, if you want to go to the crossroads of Ames, then you go to the KFC. <laughs> uh, Jimmy John's at number two. That's, a, that's an interesting choice. Why? Okay. I don't like Jimmy John's. Not what the hell's wrong with you? I just feel too restricted there. I don't know. I feel like I don't get as much... You know, I, I'm more of a Subway guy. It's Subway. You get Subway is trash, and you really get to tell them what, exactly what you want. In Jimmy John's, I just feel like I'm more Subway restricted promoted by the that entire child molester for like 20 years, and now they've gone to hell in a handbasket ever since. Here's what sucks about Subway: you stink for the rest of the day after you go in there. That's a fact. You stink. You would probably stink if you went to Jimmy John's too. N- like like awesome bread. This okay. I've got it. Here's the reason that I hate Jimmy John's. This is. Okay. Do you have a bad moment with a girl there? No, not with a girl. This It's actually, this is kind of funny. So me and uh, and Alex, my old roommate, you know Alex, also a guy from Clarinda. He, Indeed. We uh, used to, or he really liked to ride longboards, and longboards are basically uh, a longer version of a skateboard that have more flexible trucks, so they like swivel a little bit more. And he got me into trying to ride a longboard. Keep in mind, I'm six foot seven. I wear size 16 shoes. Like, I'm not exactly the kind of guy. That you're, not, is, you're not a longboard no, guy. No, I'm not a longboard guy. But we came down to Des Moines one time when we were living in Ames, and we were going to ride longboards by the Capitol. He told me we we're going to go down this this hill, you know, and like kind of just try and practice a little bit. So I see a hill, and I went down it. Turns out that this hill is not the one he was talking about. I was going probably 25 miles an hour on this board before I got to the bottom and the, when you're going too fast, it starts to wobble. And it was, my choices were either bail off or the board was going to choose when, when I would bail off. It's like crash or try and jump off and run. So I tried to jump off and run. And then I penguin slid in the middle of the street in downtown Des Moines. And I had scratches all down my chest, all down my legs, all down my, all on both arms and I tried to go to Jimmy John's in East Village, and they wouldn't let me go in their bathroom and try and clean myself up. Why not? They told me that uh, it was customers only. While I'm covered in blood, I looked like I'd just gotten out of a war. 
So I'm done with Jimmy John's forever. Wow. All because of the um, so long board policy. incident. Corporate policy. That's what they said. I don't trust anybody with a corporate policy like that. Have some compassion. That's valid. What's number one? Taking them off of my list. <laughs> <laughs> They're gone. Panda Express. Okay. I mean, I could eat orange chicken from Panda Express every day for the rest of my life. You would have done well at the in college when I was there, when they had Panda in the Union. Do they not have that anymore? I don't believe so. I don't Someday, know that for certain. We though. need to go and eat lunch in the Union. No, we don't. After like <laughs> no, a don't. press conference. You, I think you would be shocked by how crazy the Union is at lunch now. Really? Well, how many students were in school at Iowa State when you were there? Like 27,000. Yeah, so add 8,000 to that, and like everybody goes to the Union. It's it's crazy, dude. The Union is insane at lunch at lunchtime during the week. I haven't been in there in so long. I used to go to the M shop and have a beer every once in a while. That's where I would go a lot of times during the day. I'd go there, UDCC. But like it was it was so hard to get food in the Union during lunchtime. Uh, does anybody have any... Um Hot takes in the fast food category before we move on. Well, I already gave you mine about Jimmy John's. Uh, intern Brandon, do we have any commentaries? I would have put Culver's at one. Oh, wow. Big jump. Big Culver's guy. I love Culver's. I hate to see Bebop's uh, excluded from the list, but that's just my yeah, personal opinion. I, I like them. I've never um, really gotten into it. Yeah. They're, it's good, though. Nice Des Moines business. Support local. Uh, intern Brandon, you have two choices left. Sports journalists or Heisman winners of my lifetime? Let's do Heisman winners. Number um, five, Rashawn Salam, 1994, Colorado. Big eight guy. Loved those teams. He was unstoppable. And he's, it was like I had a... I had a thing for those like guys out west for some reason, like that. Like I remember Mar- watching Marshall Falk like late at night because they'd be on TV a lot, and I uh, really liked Rashawn Salam. Didn't he? He passed away, didn't he? He's dead. God yeah. rest his soul. Yeah, one of the great uh, running backs in the nineties. Really heats up here at number four. RG three. Okay. Two thousand eleven. I'll never forget the clinic. He put his. Like, there's been a lot of guys that have had coming out parties against Iowa State. I felt like RG3 really had his. That game in Baylor, um, Chiswick's team went down there. Um, and he was just – he's just unstoppable. I still – I'm just vastly disappointed about how his NFL career went. I remember he tormented my Minnesota Vikings his rookie year. He had the, the highlight of his entire career was that game against the Vikings – um, despite all the off-the-field stuff that happened, those Bryles teams were hella fun to watch. He was one of those first guys that, it, like of the modern era, or where I really think you could see the Heisman voting kind of changing, where it was really about the best guy. Yeah. And because their team was solid, but they were by no means what those Baylor teams would become a couple years later. And he was so good that it was like you couldn't watch him and not think he wasn't the best player in the country. Yeah. I I totally agree with that. Total freak show. Yeah. Uh, Number three, uh, Baker Mayfield. I figured that he would be on your list. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. I just have so much appreciation from him in the sense that the guy was a walk-on at Tech, earned his way. Cliff screwed him. Now, that's a whole debate, but in his mind, um, he did. I feel like Baker feels like everyone. That's why I love him. him. Yeah. Because he's always doing that. That's why I love him. I love that about people. He's just like you. Everybody's always trying to screw him over. (laughs) That's how I live life. Yeah. Maybe it's not healthy, but I always think people are doubting me. I always, oh, they're talking about me right now. All right, I'll show them. Like, it's kind of a sickness. It's the way I roll. I appreciate Baker Mayfield because of it. He walks into Bob Stoops. I think it was Stoops. Yeah. 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 Says, hey, I'm going to play here. Didn't have a spot for him. Earns it. Wins the freaking Heisman Trophy and is the number one draft pick in the NFL. His his story's amazing. Now he's a bit of a punk, but I like that about him. I feel like so, if someone honked their horn at Baker Mayfield, he would think about it for the rest of his life. How he hates that person that honked <laughs> their horn at him one time. Every day I wake up and I think of when the um, Newton paper wouldn't hire me <laughs> to be a sports reporter. 
Man, that would have... God, that job would be horrible. Oh, it would have been awful. Yeah. Best thing ever happened to me. <laughs> Mad respect for the folks out at, uh, at the Newton newspaper, though. No, they're they're good. I mean, great I, people. I'm a big community journalism guy. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think I would have enjoyed it. No. I, I was better off going to Shenandoah. Um, number two, Bo Jackson, 1985. You don't remember that one though, do you? No, but I do have fond memories of watching him play for the Royals. Okay, yeah. And I remember why. I remember his NFL career, and I remember. Being him on Tecmo Bowl and yeah. those things back then, but I we used to go to a lot of Royals games. It was so cheap and so easy, you know, living in Southwest Iowa, and they were terrible. But we'd go and watch George Brett and um, Brian McRae and Bo Jackson and and those, those teams. I know it, it would be hard to. I mean, it's like hindsight's twenty twenty. But part of me wishes Bo had never even tried to go back and play football, like had gone and played for the Raiders. Yeah. Because he'd started to get so good at playing baseball by that point. Mm-hmm. Early on, that wasn't really his best thing. You know, I mean, he was obviously really good, but then he was starting to get so good. There's the home run that he hit in the All-Star game and all that kind of stuff. And then just when he's really starting to hit his peak as a baseball player, he goes and gets hurt playing football. And that's what that's what kind of stunk to me. I think he's one of the most what-if athletes of all time. I think so, too. If he doesn't get hurt, he's in the Hall of Fame. Just pick the sport. Maybe in both sports. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Which would be insane. His, his um, 30 for 30 is really good. Yeah. Um, and then number one is Tim Tebow. Of course. Of course. What do you say it like that for? I'm just I'm not saying that. Like Why do you have a problem with Tebow? No, it's fine. It's fine. Is it because he's a Christian? <laughs> <laughs> I noticed your book you have here. What is the Bible? Yeah. Looks looks like an easy read. It's really good, actually. Um, one of our um, podcast listeners recommended this to me. Oh, because uh, because you were crapping on the Old no. Testament <laughs> yeah. on the podcast? I didn't crap on it. I, you were, doubted, you were, yeah. I doubted its validity. Yeah. And uh, this is a... What is the Bible? How an ancient library of poems, letters, and stories can transform the way you think and feel about everything. It's really good. I'm like three chapters in right now already. It's... Basically, it takes the like, it spells out like um, verses of the Bible and like it, yeah. what it actually means. Well, while you're reading that, I'm reading uh, Brian Windhorst's new book about LeBron. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm actually. Um, this is just kind of a uh, go to the bathroom book, take care <laughs> of a chapter every time. I'm reading. Um, it's called The Last Cowboys. Okay, and it's about like the first family of rodeo. In the United States, like the Wright family out of Utah, and they're they're like this iconic. They'd be like the Mannings, yeah, of the rodeo in, in rodeo, and it's oh, it's awesome. Uh-huh. I mean, it's I'm like hooked on it. So that's my read right now. No, but Tebow, <laughs> back to Tebow. Tebow, I just just admire the guy. Yeah, I admire people who stand up for what they believe in, and he's taken a lot of hell for it, and. Not just a Christian thing, but he's the butt of a lot of jokes. I admire the baseball thing so much. I don't really care if he, like, how or why he's, how he got there. Like, the fact that he just is like, well, why can't I? Like, it's a dream of mine. If I, I'm going to try and, I'm going to try and make it. And I, I just, I don't know. I like people like that. He's a never, never yeah. quit guy. As far as a player, I think he really benefited a lot from being in the exact right place at the right time, too, though. I mean, with being at Urban, with Urban. Oh, yeah. Like it, when he was really at his peak at Florida, and they were, I mean, he had some pretty dang good players around him. He didn't have to do very much throwing the football for them to be really good. No, you know? but he's such a leader, yeah. you know, and he just yeah. willed that team. So, yeah, Tebow would be my favorite. I'm, I'll always be a fan of that guy. Brock Purdy will replace him eventually. 15, baby. Yeah. Loves Tebow. No better role model for a young quarterback. Sports journalists. Now, this was hard because I, I could have done a list of like 40 Yeah, of these. I uh, put number five, main man Bruce Feldman. It's a good one. Yeah, I like him a lot. I've I've read him for 15, 20 years. Like in, he's been all over the place. Uh-huh. Um, man, he's been at Sports Illustrated, CBS, ESPN. Now he's with The Athletic. But he's, I think, the top college football writer in the country and a really good guy. That's the thing about him. Like, he's, I've gotten to know him a little bit, and he's a super good dude. Uh, now, when I put 
journalists. I'm thinking like personalities. Is Jason Whitlock on your list? No. <laughs> New. No. Uh, Joel Klatt. Yeah. Okay. I think he's the best analyst in sports. Did you know he was doing like the? He was doing like the U.S. Senior Open yeah. a couple weeks ago. I saw. I I saw that on. He's all over the place. I I, I was just wondering what what kind of an analyst. Like I'm I'm like if I'm gonna sit here and watch the Senior Open like. Anytime I hear Joel Klatt talk, I just want to hear him talk about the Big 12 quarterbacks. I don't want to hear him yeah. talk about golf. <laughs> Feldman and Klatt both coming on the podcast next week. Oh, that's good. Way. Yeah, there we go. Be with them down in Dallas. Big on, week for the podcast on, next week. Yeah, on Monday. Yeah, and then we got your your piece. Are we going to release it next week? Yeah, that was my plan. Okay. Yeah. Have you told people about it? Yeah, I have. Okay. I said it on Stands and Fits. Oh, okay. I haven't heard Stands and Fits this week yet. Is it good? I thought it was a good a good week. It I got the, it got somewhat contentious. Oh wow! You and Woody's was really good. Yeah, on Monday, I'd encourage people to go back and listen to that. We'll have uh, two more of those here uh, this week, this next week, and then the week that I'm gone too. We'll have one for that. Three is Jalen Rose. Yeah. I think he's just fantastic. He has so much life experience. Um, for off the court, on the court, he's been in media for about ten years now, so he knows a lot of that stuff. He's entertaining, and he can. He he grew up in such a different way than I did, and he thinks about things in such a different. He always makes me think. Yeah, I really wish Jalen could be teamed up with his old pal, though. Yeah, they were like the dream team. They were the dream team. Yeah, they were really good. Um, Colin Cowherd, number two, I even if I don't agree with him and he kind of drives me nuts sometimes, there's not anybody else in sports talk that makes me think the way he does. His show's gotten a little repetitive because it's so much centered about around the NBA free agency, LeBron, his hatred for Russell Westbrook. But again, like he just, I, I think Cowherd has a way to paint things in like a normal everyday picture that I don't think anybody else can do. Did I ever tell you my dad's, college roommate was the best man in Colin Coward's wedding. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. He talks about him on the show sometimes, I guess. That's really? What dad, that's what my dad said. I don't know. It's like... I love Cowherd, man. If I could have a beer with one, well, number one would be the next guy. Okay. But um, I'd love to pick Cowherd's... Cowherd, the thing I love about him and my number one guy is they're business people Yeah. on top of their... And they've taken their their journalism careers and they've turned them into actual like businesses, which is what I admire. And that, I mean, it's Bill Simmons. I think anybody who knows, who knows me probably knew that I was going to put him. I like just his upbringing, independent guy gets with the SPN, basically flips them the bird, starts his own thing, raised a bunch of money. And now he has a successful deal, like an independent thing. I love that. Yeah. I, I love his style. I think he changed the game for a lot of guys like our age. He's the only guy that I listen to. I mean, every time he puts anything out. Really? Yeah. He's a great guy for, like, us, though. Yeah. Like, because we're independent. He's independent. You know, I think that there's a lot of similarities. I mean, we're on a much smaller scale. Right, obviously. But the business models, et cetera, like, he... I don't know. I just he's a guy I've learned a lot just by watching and observing. Yeah. Over the years, never took himself too seriously. And he he was he was able to live off of his passion, which is isn't that what everybody in the world wants to do? Right. I think that there are that there are a lot of people that criticize him sometimes. I think some of it can be warranted at times, but it's just that I mean everybody can be criticized. Yeah, so. when you when you give opinions for a living, right. It's going to happen. Right. Good this, dude. Uh, there's nothing. The only one that I really was egregiously against was the Jimmy John's one. <laughs> I, I they're off of my list. Yeah, I've eliminated them based off of your bloody scenario. That's, I I really appreciate that. I appreciate your support. It's the one right next uh, down the street. I from, know ex- from Woolies. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know exactly the one that you're talking about. Yeah, they would have let Dark Man X in there. I'll, if he, if I'll, Dark Man X would have tried to go into Jimmy, Jimmy John's bathroom all bloody. We'll take Jimmy John's out and. Let's insert, um, um, I just don't eat fast food that much. So that's, a, that's the problem. Man, our, our smoothie King. Uh, okay. That's fair. I, I, like I, know, I know you King. like steak and shake. We always get oh, there when we're on the road. That's number one. Yeah. That's like always our it. go-to stop. I forgot about it. That's number one. Driving to Tulsa and that beast. And you're like, you're like, man, where's our steak and shake? So we had to, we had to load up the yeah. Google maps to find steak and shake. Yeah. 
Went kind of out of the way, I think, somewhere in, on the south side of Kansas City. Was it worth it? Uh, absolutely. Intern Brandon, do you have anything to say? Been kind of quiet over there today. No, they, they've been good list. I've just been intrigued. It's because he doesn't have his thing. monster. Yeah, we're all not ca- You're not caffeinated. All, yeah. It's a tough break for intern Brandon today. Are you disappointed or happy that I'm not doing Celsius anymore? Both. Yeah. For, I want you to live, but yes, yeah. that that's a health thing. The I'm glad that value you're, of it. Mm-hmm. So we can just tell everybody now. Like on the Fourth of July, I texted these guys. Swear to God, I was mixing Celsius, vodka, and Bushlight, and it was magnificent. <laughs> it was the best tasting drink I've ever had in my life. Nope. I'm just glad you're still here, man. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm kind of thinking. Yeah, that's really dangerous. Was that the last time you? How had is that Celsius? dangerous? Uh, it's just it's pretty volatile drink dude you, things could get out of hand real quick didn't for me well i'm, I'm glad that they did that's why i said i'm glad you're still night. here i went to bed early still here. <laughs> glad you're still here well i wonder why <laughs> body was shutting down the uh <laughs> the senator jack whitford is inspired that drink for me because he likes to when you go over to his house probably without the celsius though yeah well his house drink is is similar it's um he diet crayon Vodka and Red Bull. Okay. And it's pretty good. And it's healthy. Same type of taste. So, in other words, you took uh, the senator's drink and put it on steroids. Yeah, ramped it yeah, up. Yeah, I made it real. You know, I took the politician's, you know, I'm not going to ruffle any feathers drink, and I made it for the real man. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, boys. Um, I'm off to Dallas. And... Yeah, I, I Monday night, I think I'm I'm doing Feldman Clat. I talked to those two. That's that's happening. Okay, I might be getting Reggie Bush. Oh wow, that'd be cool on the podcast. That'd but be I, cool. He doesn't know anything about Iowa State, but no. I can just talk to him about being Reggie Bush. Yeah. What's it like to be Reggie Bush? Yeah, that's just your first question. Um, Jay Jordan's gonna meet me there. So I can't I, imagine. Like I, I want you to just t- like take video of Jay's Jay going to be walking yeah. around eggplant emoji everywhere, and I've got to like, dude, you're in the media now. He needs to wear some really loose pants. <laughs> yeah, maybe some basketball shorts. So when do you leave? Up. You're going on vacation. Uh, yeah, I will Wednesday? be leaving. No, uh, a week from Tuesday. A week from Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. So I got a full week still. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, we're gonna have to figure out our podcast schedule then. We're gonna have a whole lot of stuff. Well, we'll figure it out. I might just, yeah, we'll, we can talk off air. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate our friends at Iowa Pork, the Iowa Pork Producers, broadcasting here at the Carl Chevrolet Studio. Uh, have a great weekend.